Thanks to Bombas for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Bombas makes socks that are comfortable and look great for whenever you need with a wide variety of options. And for every pair of socks you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash dreamjob. Hey guys, it's Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So how many of you joined me for the five-day challenge last week? It was so much fun. If you missed it, we still have the replays available of all of that content. It's coming down tonight at midnight. You can go to kathyheller.com slash replay if you want to watch any of those uh, trainings. But I poured my heart into it and we got amazing feedback. People are saying that it was so, so, so much more than they ever expected. So go check it out. It's free. You can watch the training. And for any of you who are feeling like, I want Kathy to coach me, and I've wanted her to coach me and I want to come out on the other side of this pandemic really with something that makes me feel alive. And I want to be making a living once and for all doing something I love and feeling creatively fulfilled. Then come join my program made to do this. It really is the best thing that I've ever created. I'll be in there with you every week live over Zoom video sessions. You will also be given a mentor in addition to your work with me. It's a step-by-step curriculum to help you figure out once and for all exactly what your offer is, get that clarity, and then we will show you exactly how to build that and find your first customers and start making your first sales and doing it in a way where it doesn't require fancy funnels or webinars. It's really just about you and how you show up for other human beings. And I think that if you're someone who likes this podcast, then you would love learning from me and you would love learning it this way. You can go to madetodothis.com to sign up. Enrollment closes tomorrow. Speaking of made to do this, today we're sharing four more awesome stories from our graduates, students of ours who took the made to do this program. They showed up, they put in the work, they implemented the things I told them to do, and they are soaring so high. I'm so proud of them. It was such an honor. God, such an honor to work with such incredible human beings and to watch them through this transformational program. So let's dive in. Our first story is from Nadine Kenny Johnston. She's a writing and wellness coach. She's an author, and I'm amazed by how focused and committed she is and how much courage she had to start showing up consistently for her audience and her community and then putting her offer out there. She just told me last week that she has now tripled her monthly income. And you guys, the program started in January and it ended right smack in the middle of the pandemic. And these are people who are making, she's making three times what she was making in the middle of the pandemic. And I want you to really hear this because sometimes we buy into these ideas. There's no money to be made. There's no clients out there. It's like, that's not true. There's four and a half billion people online. There's a lot of people who are looking for ways to spend their money, to be productive, to feel, to feel connected. There are people who want what you have. And if they didn't, you wouldn't have that gift inside of you. And so let's dive into Nadine's story. It's amazing. Take a listen. Nadine, you have done such an incredible job at creating such value, such beauty, and navigating it during this time, given what it is that you offer. So tell us a little about where you were at. Tell us a little about what you created and how you managed to keep soaring and keep finding a way to offer your, your gifts, given the confines of what's going on. Yeah. So I'm an author of the memoir of This Much, I'm Sure, and I'm also a writing coach. So I teach women how to write and publish essays and books, and I also teach writing and wellness workshops. So I came to you because I wanted to serve my audience as best I could, but I also wanted autonomy because I've been teaching creative writing for almost 15 years, and I didn't want to have to rely on other places like writing conferences to hold and host my sessions. So that's why I came to you. I was following Emily McDowell, and she posted about her podcast episode with you. I have to tell you, Kathy, there is only one other podcast that I've listened to every episode of, and that's Oprah's podcast. So you are my Oprah. <laughs> I've listened to every podcast. So a lot of people feel like writing and publishing a book is a completely unattainable goal. 
And I felt that way too, because a lot of people don't know, but I grew up on the south side of Chicago in a completely working class neighborhood. I was the first in my family to attend a four-year university or go to grad school for creative writing. So my road was not paved. I didn't have any connections whatsoever, but I learned along the way that my grandmother's and my mother's mantra of when there's a will, there's a way is very, very true. And so I wanted to get stories and essays published. So I had the one thing that some people don't, and that is endurance. And I just wouldn't give up. (laughs) And even when rejections came, I wouldn't let myself be too ruffled by them. So eventually when I started getting essays and stories published and I got my foot in the door, I was like, come on, everyone, you're coming with me. (laughs) I'm going to share all my connections, all the tips and tools I could. So I started teaching creative writing and I had a novel that I was trying to get published and then life happened. My husband and I experienced infertility and it was a really, really hard time. And one day in October of 2011, I went in for a simple outpatient procedure and it didn't go well. And I had massive internal bleeding and I needed life-saving surgery. And that was, that changed everything. And I didn't plan on writing a memoir, but I started writing about that experience and it poured out into a book. And that became my memoir of this much, I'm sure. And so once that came about, I was like, I want to help everyone out there who has a book dream achieve that dream because I know I now know what it takes to write a book, publish the book, publicize the book. So that's what I do as a writing coach. I say to other people, listen, I know you think that there are no seats at the table, but the table is endless and I'm going to pull up the comfiest seat for you. I'm going to hand you the warmest mug of tea. I'm going to look you directly in your eye and tell you that you deserve to tell your story period. (laughs) And whether it's to heal themselves or because they want to monetize their writing, I truly believe that. So that's how I came to you. I was like, how do I serve this audience of people who want to either heal through writing or monetize their business? So I joined your group and I was also leading writing and wellness uh, mini retreats with my husband, who's a chef. And so I joined the program and I was like, how do I serve my audience as best as I I can? And I swear every call was like just so many nuggets of wisdom. I've never been more on fire than I was during those three months because of you. And so a lot of the things that you recommended, I just tried them all. And there were certain things that worked really, really well that I saw made a huge difference. So You really made it a point to say how people need to show up consistently to their audience, whether it's messy, whatever, it doesn't matter. And I was a little shy about getting on the Instagram live, but I was like, whatever, I'm going to try it. So I started going on Instagram live at two o'clock central every day. And I was calling it, and I still call it you at two. So it's about holding space for people It's 15 minutes of inspiring stories, journal reflection prompts. It's like 15 minutes of food for the soul, essentially. And I still do that. I've been doing it for two months and I've seen the audience grow and grow and grow. And I started pitching podcasts that I never would have dreamed of, but you gave me the courage to do that. And I was a guest on all these podcasts and it just kept going. And I started gaining more momentum. And I knew that the biggest thing that I needed to really get in place was my website. Because if I wanted autonomy, I needed to make my website like my assistant to do all the work for me so that I could spend my time teaching and coaching. So I worked with this wonderful woman in New York, Elizabeth Stillwell. And so I started offering courses on journaling, on writing, on publishing. And I have to tell you, it took off in a way that I did not expect whatsoever. I offer my joy journaling course as a pay what you can with a minimum donation because I truly believe in this time that people need the anxiety antidote and people are truly paying what they can and beyond what I would have expected. And I love my time with them. I bring on wellness experts to do meditation and things like that. 
my writing classes and publishing classes. It's, it's a joy to teach and I get to do it on my own through my website and do collaborations. Like I'm doing a breathwork and journaling uh, mini retreat with Lily Pettit because of you. <laughs> like that's how I found her. Uh, so collaborations, you stress that. And I really started realizing the beauty of that. So those things have worked so well. And now I get to serve an audience that is so loyal and true and wonderful during a time when they need the two things that I didn't even realize I was providing, which is healing work through journaling. And then I'm helping people monetize their writing, which who doesn't need extra money right now? Because I don't believe in starving artists at all. I believe in satisfied artists, like very full artists. <laughs> so that, that's what's been working really well. And I, I had to pivot because I was leading in-person retreats, some really wonderful ones. And then when the quarantine came, I just said, okay, I'm going to do everything online. And so I'm so glad that you had trained us that we really need to pivot and be flexible. It's all so awesome. And I love the you at two and the 15 minutes and how you started to see that grow. And you've such a way of giving people um, comfort and a space to feel what they're feeling. And then I love that you said things started to just explode in ways that you, you just wouldn't have thought. And that's really what the, the theme is today is that we will act in according to what we believe. So we keep saying to ourselves, the clients aren't there, the money's not there. So why would I back up from that and do this, this, and this. And then you put it out there. You show up consistently. You create intimacy before you even have the offer. And it's so easy for people. People are waiting for it. They want it. And it's so beautiful. I also remembered the publicity in your PJs program. Like I remember you like kind of clicked into that. And why don't you tell us what's happened with that? Yeah. So the thing that Kathy recommended, I was talking about how authors right now, I have, I have almost a dozen authors. I've worked with them as a coach and they're going to have books come out within the next year or year and a half. And suddenly they're panicking. Like, what do, what do I do? Because they might not be able to do in-person uh, readings, et cetera. And so much of the publicity that I did was all online because as you said, Kathy, like if you're reading at a bookstore and 25 people show up, you call it a win. But if you're on a podcast and you're reaching 75, 200, a thousand people, like that's beyond imaginable. So you talked to me about the idea of publicity in your PJs. And so what the program is going to be offering is really a way for people to build their online platform because that's what writers need. That's what business owners need. So I'm sharing tips with how to get featured in major magazines, like how I was able to get in Cosmo and Today's Parent and Mind Body Green, how to get on podcasts, how to do online publicity so that you're set up so that whatever happens happens in the world, you don't have to worry. I have two other things too. I'm doing a come home to yourself program, which is all about journaling and mindfulness. So how journaling can help you heal. And I also do uh, author accountability membership to keep authors accountable. So they're writing and they're publishing. I mean, how beautiful and how necessary. And it just really goes back to like, as soon as you were able to put your crown on your head and say, I'm going to allow myself to take this seat. As you said, the seat has endless places, right? Same thing for leadership, right? It's like you decided this is what it is and people gathered around and you were going to help so many people. It's, in, it's so impressive that you said, I was going to start doing collaborations and now I've been on so many podcasts. Like you're right. It's amazing. The difference between doing a book tour, an amazing book tour where people come to see you in Milwaukee and there were 40 people who came out to Barnes and Noble. Oh my God. And you did that in 12 cities. Yeah. Instead I was on a podcast. This one had 1500 listeners. This one had 20,000 listeners. This one had 1600 listeners. This one had 350 people there. It's like, what? Like, it's amazing, right? Even 60 people, engaged people who are excited, who you can build intimacy with. So awesome. So cool. I'm just so into all of it. Thank you for sharing that. Tell us how we can find more about you and how we could maybe be a part of it if people are listening and they're like, that's me. I want to do that. 
Yeah, I want it. I was like, what can I do for the listeners? So people who listen, who do want to sign up, they can enter the code Kathy20 and get 20% off. So all of my stuff is on Nadine Kenny Johnstone, my very long name.com. So Nadine Kenny Johnstone.com has my workshops and all that good stuff and coaching. And then I'm on Instagram at Nadine Kenny Johnstone and my book is of this much, I'm sure. Uh, it was just National Infertility Awareness Week. So I felt it was a really important time to talk about the book too. It's really just exquisite and people need you and they also need to hear this journey. I mean, I can't believe really how much you've done in such a short amount of time that I think about where you'll be a year from now. And I'm like, oh, she's going to be one of those people that everybody talks about. Like, I just know it. You're so amazing. I feel so lucky to have been part of this group. <laughs> we all feel so lucky and it was such a no-brainer and it is just so exciting to see. So you better keep us posted because it's going to be awesome to be like, oh my God, I saw the beginning of that journey. Look where it is now. Thank it's amazing. You. Nadine is so awesome. I can't believe how much she's grown from the program and I know she's going to continue climbing higher and higher. Her website again is nadinekennyjohnston.com and we'll have the links to all of her info in the show notes so you can reach out to her and find out how she can help you. She's actually doing a free authorpreneur fest next week and her publicity in your PJs program starts on May 31st. She's so generous. She created a special coupon code just for you guys. If you sign up for her program, you can use code Kathy20 at checkout and you'll get 20% off. Nadine, you are truly extraordinary. We love you so much. Okay. Our next story is from the awesome Maddie Cartwright. She came into the program with a little seed of an idea to start a tarot card business, but she wasn't ready to fully take ownership of what she was doing. And it was so truly inspiring to see her go through the program week by week and start wearing her crown and really just getting confident and putting things out in the world. And you're going to hear what incredible results she's gotten because of it. So take a listen. Maddie, I'm so happy you're here. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened and what you had the courage to do and how it's all going. Yeah. So I had had this dreamy idea of having a tarot reading business as a side hustle for a few years. And then I just tiptoed into it a teeny tiny bit between day jobs a year ago. So I knew that that's what I wanted to focus on, but I was still dealing with a boatload of imposter syndrome, thinking about like, who even understands tarot? People think it's either like this trendy party trick or they think it's creepy and weird. And how can I build like a cool business around it where I'm also like telling people, I literally cannot tell you your future or when you're going to die or anything. Like I'm just going to break down your goals with you and help you set and meet them. And it's really tangible and practical and cool so it was really scary to think about putting that dream in front of other people because like everyone, I have a horrible fear of rejection. And I also believe in the practice itself. So it was kind of like, I know that this is going to help people. So then there's that level of responsibility that comes with it where it's like, if you know you're going to be helping people with the biggest challenges that they face in their life, like people will come to you for a tarot reading when they want to leave a career they've had for 30 years or when they're standing in a closet wondering if they should leave their partner or there's a lot of emotional labor that goes into it too. So it was a big, scary leap, but you kind of shoved me out into visibility. And after that happened, people were just like, this is cool. Tell me what you're doing. I I need your help. And then I just started showing up for people like I already do with friends. And yeah, it just kind of took off. It was so crazy to see how quickly it took off. And all those things that you just said in the beginning was like this, people would think this is silly or they think it's a party trick or they want, right? And then really, no, there are people who are very well-respected who do this, right? And there are people who are, are awesome, who are the people you would want to serve, who would call you, who would pay you, who would want to be around you. And, and you could do exactly what you want. You could build a business, which has a lot of integrity. And it's also spiritual, but it, there's, there's just a lot of very clear boundaries and very clear 
intentionality around how you use it. And there are people who are so thrilled that you put this in the world and that it's you doing it, right? The way you do it. Can you share a little bit about that pivot? And then can you share how you put it in the world? Because all I know is I heard, oh oh my God, she's doing it. And it's like selling out and everybody wants it. Yeah. It was just a moment where I was like hitting this wall over and over with this thing for years where it was so scary to just let it be what it wanted to be and just be like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Do Do you want me to help you? And letting people be like, yes, dear God, please help me with this thing. So I just remember the feeling of, okay, finally, like whatever that was, we're feeling it and it's hard and it's painful and it's scary. And there's like probably 160 people watching it right now, but that's the new floor. You know, you have that thing that you talk about where when you're up-leveling, you, cr- you bash your head against the ceiling. And yeah. once you crash through that ceiling, you've got a new floor. And that was the moment that I felt. I was like, oh, okay, we're down on the floor. I feel broken, but I feel broken in a good way. And I'm grounded. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to stand up. And we've got a new ceiling to bash our head against. Uh, a couple yes, times. that's such a beautiful way to articulate it. It's like you shed this other version that was like smaller, right? And you broke through to the next level. So a bunch of things fell and there was like some, you know, drywall or whatever, but it was like, oh, I can like lift my head up, right? There's a bigger ceiling here. There's more possibility and I don't have to do this anymore. So what did you then go and do? How did you go from, okay, I'm going to give myself permission to do this and offer to do it for free to charging for it? It was just the whole process of everything, which is you just show up and you trust the process and you do the work. So once people saw that and they were like, oh, Maddie seems kind of cool, or I really resonated with, that was really more of it. Like people reached out and they were like, oh my God, I totally felt for you and what you were going through. That was so relatable. This idea sounds really cool. Tell me more. I was like, okay, here's what I'm doing. Here's how I might be able to help you. And people were like, yeah, let's do it. So I literally just let people show up for me so that I could show up for them. And then the best part of it was the instant gratification of serving people, you know, cause I still didn't understand how powerful my own work was for other people until I saw it over and over and over and over and over, which you talk about like validating an idea, but it was like I would talk to somebody for an hour or two and do a reading for them. And they're working through all of these major life challenges. And then I would see them like go out in the world and be brave more than anything and face it and deal with it and work through it, which was so cool. So then I got really, really busy for a couple of weeks. I made almost $3,000 in about a month, a month and a couple days going from losing a part-time day job. I had just gotten maybe three weeks before everything in Seattle shut down because of the pandemic. And I didn't qualify for unemployment because there's a rule where you have to work a certain amount of hours in that state to qualify for it. So, and I also am living like with my mom and my stepdad who are both older and it would be dangerous for me to be out doing a job and coming home. So I really was limited to staying here and still trying to figure out a way to just financially stay afloat without being a burden on my parents. So it really was like this huge life raft. And I do know that I would not have taken the time to invest in this opportunity as much if I had not lost that day job. So I like at the beginning of the program, I was trying to divide my energy between a few different things and it was really distracting. And I was hitting that same bump that a lot of people came up against where it's like, Oh, now this is starting to like really get on a roll and I can't stay on top of homework. And I don't have a lot of clarity around exactly what I want to do. And some things are really intimidating and I don't want to put myself out there that much. And 
had I not been forced to just sit home and work on it, because that was the thing that I had to do, if I hadn't lost the day job, I wouldn't have been this successful, because I just wouldn't have committed to it in the same way. So now I'm in a place where I am not planning on going back to a day job. And even though $3,000 really isn't that much, I'm kind of like in a weird rock bottom chapter that's also my saving grace because if I wasn't in a safe space where I don't have to worry about feeding myself and I don't have to worry about rent because I'm living with my mom but also like how awful is it to be 35 and jobless living with your mom (laughs) it's just one of those moments where you're like oh I really have to get my my life together this can't happen anymore it's got to be like we're growing and it's scary good way and we're never coming back here and we're just gonna go and do the thing now so yeah that's where we're at and I have seen it work for myself in baby steps enough and I've seen it work for all of the people around me especially all the other women supporting me in this program enough like there's a synchronicity in the support where you support somebody else's work and they support your work and you're like up leveling at the same time together. And it's like those weird icebreaker challenges where you sit in a circle on the ground and your backs are next to each other in a big ring. And then you all stand up at the same time, but you would never be able to do it alone. It's like that kind of thing. So yeah, I know that it'll keep growing. So I'm kind of done with the whole working for other people thing, which is, super scary to say out loud. It's really powerful what you're saying. And the the reason why $3,000 is a lot is because talk is cheap, but money, you know, talks and people paid you. So you validated what you do. So now that you know that, you can just scale it. You can do more of it. You can create different offers. Do you have any idea what those offers might be? Yeah. So something I learned right away was that I can only help a certain number of people doing one-on-one readings because I'm just one person with however many hours in a day. And so I decided to start working on workshops so that I can build online courses and eventually in person and do retreats and cool stuff like that. And I'm halfway through beta testing a tarot workshop built around Taurus season, which is right now, because a lot of the energies in Taurus season have to do with deepening your sense of self-worth and opening yourself up to accepting abundance into your life and being more grounded and structured in a lot of ways. And that was just what was coming up for a lot of people in my individual readings with women because a lot of people in the workshop were working on the same thing as me. And that's what everybody's dealing with right now. So I just threw together this idea in maybe a couple of days and didn't even tell the rest of the world about it. It was just the me to do this group where I was like, is anybody interested in this? This is what I'm thinking. Okay, let's just do it. And I, you know, made a price point that was lower than what I would do if I was actually, you know, ready to launch a thing that was planned in advance. And then I made like $1,200 in two or three days just selling $1,200 tickets to this workshop. And I was like, oh, I get it. This is what Kathy talks about when she's talking in all of those podcast episodes about like, build an online course. Don't you get it? Like, even if you sell one ticket for $35 to 25 people, like, hello. (laughs) I was like, oh, it's math. So that's going really, really well. And now I'm asking for feedback about what people want for the next one. And then I'll be able to structure it a little bit better and put it out to the world. The other thing that's really important to me about teaching the workshops is teaching people how to do tarot for themselves too because the best part of it is watching people like break down what their fears are and face them and make goals and then go do the thing. Yeah. So it seems so much more helpful for the world if you teach people how to go do it rather than just doing it for them. I love it. And I'm so impressed. I think it's really rad how you like look at your situation and you're like, this is good for me. Like this, all of this, I'm going to use it to fuel me, my situation 
and I'm going to now double down on it. I wouldn't be able to, but like, I love how you're seeing it through such self-aware, positive glasses. It's great. Thank you so much, Kathy. Oh my God. I could listen to that story over and over again. Maddie, you are such a rock star. I'm amazed at how much you took hold of that rock bottom and you're now lifting yourself up to new heights and such big possibilities. I'm so excited to see where all this is going to take you. If you guys want to check out all the cool things that Maddie's doing, you can go to her website, awildlifetarot.com, and we'll have all her links in the show notes as well. I can't wait to get to the next story, but first, a quick ad break. Bombas make socks that reconsider traditional designs to become even more comfortable and look great for whenever you need with a wide variety of colors, patterns, lengths, and styles. And these socks aren't just the comfiest socks ever. They also help give back to the most vulnerable members of our community. For every pair of socks you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. I love my Bomba socks because it's like walking on a cloud every time I put them on and the quality is top notch. I've been wearing their no-show socks nonstop for months and they haven't even shown any signs of getting worn out. I'm also a fan of their mission towards giving back. And I wanted to share this fun fact with you. They've donated over 34 million pairs of socks and counting. How crazy is that? Give a pair when you buy a pair. Get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash dream job. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash dream job for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, now we're going to share a story from the incredible Hannah Blunk. She's a teacher turned professional organizer. She's the founder of The Orderly Nest, and she's one of the kindest, sweetest souls. You're going to hear about her whirlwind journey. It's been really epic, and I want to say I'm so impressed by how she handled such a big pivot during the pandemic when she could no longer really serve clients in their homes, but she adapted. She stayed focused, and it's safe to say her business is going to be more than okay. I can't wait for you to hear how she got into all of it and how much it's helped her grow. Let's dive in. So Hannah, um, I talk about you all the time. Tell everybody a little bit about you and where you were at before and, and what you're doing now. I think it's such an inspirational example, model for other people. Thank you so much. So I went into January deciding that I was going to do everything that scared me. 2020 was going to be the year that I break through all of my garbage, all of my junk. So I am a teacher turned professional organizer is what I always tell people. But I grew up always just wanting to be a teacher. I was very productive. I was a good student. And I was also incredibly organized. I was kind of a perfectionist. And people always say that your, your greatest strength can also be your greatest weakness. And for me, I think a lot of times it was. So I was a teacher. And although I felt like I was very good at teaching and there was, there was aspects of teaching that I absolutely loved, in a lot of ways, it was sucking the life out of me. And then in the summer of 2018, in July, um, my older brother was in a motorcycle accident. And um, he ended up being paralyzed from the chest down. And I knew that I needed to go back to school in August. And then I needed to be there for my students. And I just felt like I couldn't. There was no way I could be there and be who my students needed me to be because I couldn't even hardly make it from one day to the next. And I went back to school. He was in a coma for almost a month. And I I went back to school. Um, He was out of the coma, but I mean, he still had a long road ahead of him. And I pushed through that year um, as best as I could. And I knew kind of all year long that I wasn't going back the next year. And my boyfriend at the time was super supportive of that. And luckily, we had lived in Alaska a couple years prior than prior to that, I actually, um, my first year teaching, I taught in a little Eskimo village in Alaska, completely off the road system, didn't even have a toilet. It was like this insanely spontaneous thing I did. And that year we really got into simple living and this no debt lifestyle. And because of that, because of us simplifying everything in our life leading up to this point, I knew that we could afford for me to leave my day job. And then I found you and I was listening to your podcast. So I knew that I was leaving my job and January rolled around and I was doing it. I told myself every month I was going to be scrappy and I was going to at least make, you know, doing what I was doing as a professional organizer. I was, I was going to at least make the exact same amount of money that I would have made teaching. And I was not going to let myself fail at that. And I was doing it, but January rolled around And I just kept telling myself, I need to make the best of 
of this time. And I had told myself at first that I would let myself leave my day job as a teacher for at least a year and see how, how it went. But there were so many things that I needed to overcome in that year. And one of them was that I was always hiding. I hated to be seen. And I realized this as a teacher for one, um, but like I hated public speaking. So I went into 2020 and I decided the first thing I was going to do was I was going to do a public speaking event. And I was so freaking scared. And I did that. And then like a week later, you had your five day free challenge And every day I sat there and I did your free challenge and I cried every single night and I wanted to do your program so badly. And I was so conflicted because we were in the middle of buying property. We're living this no debt lifestyle. I had already left my job and I knew we were, you know, doing it and we were okay, but I was being very scrappy. And my boyfriend, um, Jared just kept saying to me, I feel like you're going to get a scholarship. And the last day, you ended up giving me a partial scholarship and I, I was just crying. So I joined the program and he ended up proposing about a week later. So January was just absolutely insane. And I had decided that I was going to show up and do absolutely everything that you asked of, of us every single week. And I went live and I did it all, no matter how scared I was, I just did it. And I stopped thinking, I stopped trying to be perfect. And I just said, Hannah, you just do it. You'll figure it out later. So I did it every single week. And the hardest part for me was like Facebook lives and things like that. So I started by just going, okay, I'm not going to tell people when I'm going, I'm just going to get brave and I'm just going to go and do it. And I just have to like build up the courage. And I did it. And I started a podcast and I completely pivoted and started doing things online with my group. And it has just been this messy, beautiful, absolutely incredible ride. You're awesome. I've already cried like three times and um, you are just such an incredible light. Like you are such a giver. You're so generous. And I want you to share with the audience that they, they hear more specifics. So share with people sort of what you do, what your work is, how you coach people through their mess and organize with them digitally and, and, and how you make those offers. Yeah. So I always tell people that I'm actually like the anti-organizer I am someone who is naturally perfectly organized and I feel like it has in a lot of ways been a disservice to me. In a lot of ways, I was just overstimulated and trying to be overproductive and it was kind of like for what? So I really try to help women get through their crap and get rid of the things that are no longer serving them. And I think a lot of people really I focus on decluttering first more than anything. And I think a lot of people hear that and they feel like that is such such a simple thing. And it is, and that's the beauty of it, but it's not easy. We are so overstimulated. And I always tell people, first of all, it's not about the bins and baskets. It's about making space for everything that matters to you and getting rid of the crap that doesn't. And second, like professional organizers should stop taking before and after photos of their things and their rooms. They should start taking before and after photos of people's smiles because I mean, truly, when I help women get through all the crap that is making them feel guilty, like the clothes that don't fit them and haven't fit them in years, the belongings after a divorce that they look at and they feel horrible about, all of these things, the hobbies, the things that they purchase for hobbies that they never started. I mean, it's just a burden. And when you get through that stuff, not only do you just kind of naturally get organized, but you just feel so good. So I started a private Facebook group, the Orderly Nest Community, and people are in there constantly sharing, you know, what they're purging and how they're simplifying and how they're getting really, really intentional. And that's been a wonderful group. And it's kind of just taken off on its own. Like people are really getting in there and sharing their stuff without me even asking them to. And I had a moment last week where I started crying because someone in the group who I didn't even know, you know, prior, this is someone that just a stranger that joined, she called it our group. And I, you know, it was no longer my group. It was our group. And I felt so good about that. So I've been pivoting and I've been doing this thing online and I loved the in-person sessions. I loved sitting with women and talking them through stuff and helping them, you know, release these things that were holding them down. Good. Yes. 
but there's this other key piece that I think happens when we're online doing it virtually, and that's that they have to physically do it themselves. So I'm still there talking them through it. I'm still there. I'm still a shoulder, but they're physically doing it. And I think that that's really powerful for them. And then for me, I'm still able to bring in that teaching aspect that I loved from what I was doing before. So I started the Facebook group. And then from there, I just launched my sip and sort accountability group. And it's essentially just me and two other women. And we're talking through stuff. And those women are able to see that they're not alone, that other people feel like this too. So we talk, you know, once a week and then twice a week we get together and we have our sip and sorts and we sip and we sort out all aspects of our homes and lives and they go through different things. And I'm kind of just there as a shoulder for them to lean on and, you know, to guide them where they need it. It's so good. And I, I love that you're you, cause you're so awesome. I love that you just, Oh, you just so happen to have the, generosity to to work in that school in Alaska and then have the courage to do all these things, start your business when so many people would have gone through what you had been through last year and said, the world is horrible. It's a dark place and I'm done. And nobody would have blamed you. And instead you said, I'm getting up and look what you did. You know, it's amazing. And you guys, she makes money doing this. Like this is her business during a pandemic. She's able to pivot and work online and it's been awesome. And you said that you were going to replace your teaching income and have you more than replaced it? Mm -hmm. I sure have. I know that in March alone, before the pandemic hit, I was, I was supposed to be making twice the amount I would have made in a month teaching doing traditional in-person sessions. And most of those clients went ahead and just did it with me virtually. And then I was able to launch my program and, you know, money has not been an issue at all. Hannah, you are so incredibly special. Thank you. The reason why you're able to help people declutter is because you can sit with people in dark times and you can go all the way in to the discomfort and then have the strength to help them push past it. And that's what getting rid of your stuff is really about. And who better to do that than you? Tell everybody where they can find Orderly Nest and you and everything else. Absolutely. Thank you. You can find my website at theorderlynest.com. You can find me at Facebook at the Orderly Nest Community, Instagram at the.orderly.nest. And you can sign up for my Sip and Sort Sunday emails, or you can join me on the podcast, the Sip and Sort podcast. And that's everywhere where you can find podcasts. You're going to be so successful. And I cannot wait to see this time next year. Amazing. That was so inspiring. Hannah, you have so much ahead of you. I have no doubt you're going to use those inner strengths to just expand and keep growing everything that you're doing. If you want to find out all the awesome things that Hannah's doing, you can go to her website, theorderlynest.com, and we'll have links to her website, her podcast, her Instagram, her Facebook group, all the places where you can get in touch with her. Hannah, you are a remarkable gift and you have so much to give the world. Okay, last but certainly not least, we have the awesome Gail Keys Allen. She's a life and money mindset coach. She has given herself the rightful title of the midlife money maker. And let me tell you, this woman is one of a kind. What I love about Gail is that she has been through so many ups and downs throughout her whole life, but there is nothing, and I mean nothing, that can stop her. She's not afraid to be messy. She's not afraid to step into her worth. And something she points out in her interview is that she's not in her 20s or 30s. She's in her 60s, and she's still showing up for this dream and she's making it happen. She's fierce and this is totally going to make you feel empowered to go find what you're made to do. Take a listen. Gail, are you ready to share your fire? Hi. Wait till you get heard by these humans who are listening right now. So I want you to tell everybody where you were and then what breakthrough you had and then what you built. So where I was, was sitting at a desk in an office, bored out of my mind as an accountant, and being told that pretty much I wasn't going to make any more money than I'm already making. I didn't get a raise, didn't get a, well, got a tiny little bonus. And I was told, these are the words, you are highly compensated enough. And something in me told me that that is not true that I can make as much money as I want to. And so that was in December, the end of December. 
And I was already listening to the podcast for quite a long time. I'm like addicted to podcasts. And just the idea of not keeping your day job, I mean, it, it's time. <laughs> and, and the other thing that I, I wanted to say too, and I say this all the time, tomorrow I will be 64 years old. And I love telling my age because I want other people that think they're too old to step up, step out, uh, and yes. do their thing, and do not worry about your age, because all, I'm probably the oldest one in the program, I'm guessing. The age doesn't matter. So anyway, I'm convinced that anybody can make whatever they decide they want to make. So I had been brainstorming like I already was a health coach and I knew I didn't want to do health coaching anymore. So I was already brainstorming, like, what can I do next? What is my next move? And I'd say it was God. And I'm not a super religious person, but I am spiritual. I just, God just said to me, you have to become a money expert and not a money expert with budgets and spreadsheets. I mean, I have a degree in economics. I've done that for years. I joke and say, I count rich people's money. A money expert in that you know that you are worthy of making as much money as these famous people are, that you are worthy of doing something that you love and enjoy and using your gifts. So I, I had that piece already. I just didn't know where to go. And I told my daughter that I, I somehow midlife money maker was given to me. I, I, it just was dropped into my spirit and it just resonates so much. And it's not even really just about money. It's about worthiness and believing in yourself and knowing that you have value. Um, so when I did the challenge, I halfway did it. I was busy and missed part. But then when you made the offer, it was just like, I got to be there. And I already had just decided to start um, life coach certification in a very expensive program. So I was like, how am I going to pay for that and pay for this? And I'm like, I don't care. I have to be there. I have to be with this energy. And the thing that resonates so much with the program and with you, Kathy, and it's given me permission is I have a messy life. I've come to the conclusion that I have a messy life. And when I say that, I don't mean like in a drama-filled way. I've been sick a lot. I have a lot of challenges. And those things used to get in my way. And the interesting thing is, and you probably don't even know this, Kathy, during the course, I went to urgent care twice. I had some weird virus that they still don't know. I had to get breathing treatments and I'm still dealing with asthma and allergies that I don't even know where it came from. I never missed a session, not one. I caught everyone live. I did the work. I showed up messy and the spirit and the energy of the people in this program, it was like wind underneath my wings. I did everything. I tried so many things. I, I, In my hot seat, I had said to you, somehow I want to combine creativity and money. I didn't know how that would happen. And I ended up um, starting to create, and I'm in the midst of it, money affirmation cards that I created on Canva. And then I started doing journaling and collaging, and I went to an art exhibit, and I just kept exploring and going on these little art dates, but still with the whole idea of money and affirmations. I, I just didn't know how it was going to fit together. So I kept creating things in Canva and people kept asking me about Canva, Canva. And then Rena, who was one of your mentors, told me I was a Canva expert. And I'm like, me, a Canva ex expert? I love Canva. I taught it to myself, but all these people start asking me about Canva. So now I created a Canva course. I created a Facebook group. It's called Midlife Moneymaker Society. I did a challenge. It was called Be Your Own Miracle. And I wanted to show people the miracles in their lives and how they could see things happening in their lives as a miracle and that they can create miracles every day. So I'm just exploring and experimenting. I, I offered free coaching and several people in the group took me up on it and got on coaching sessions with me. 
I'm just being of service and exploring and enjoying it all. The connection that I've made with people and the outpouring of love and gratitude that people have expressed to me has just opened me up. And when you talked about, like I grew up a little black girl, poor, being told that I was nothing, you know? And here I am 64 years old doing my thing, doing my thing. And it's like, my hair is crazy. I have a mohawk, a gray mohawk. I have a nose pierce. I'm just a messy person who's being me and doing me and showing up. And I just want to encourage everybody who doesn't know where they fit in to just keep pivoting and trying and showing up. And I've done so many programs and this is the only program I've ever done where I did everything. Even you showing up with your kids online. Like I've been watching my grandson because my daughter works in a, in a hospital and I'm showing up with the baby. I'm showing up messy. I'm showing up with a hoodie on. I'm just showing up. Amazing. I totally cried because, you know, to hear you say, you know, I was raised to believe and told that I was nothing, you know, it's so far from the truth. And you're right. And I, it just like gave me like life and oxygen when you were talking about how it doesn't matter your age because does anybody care how old Morgan Harper Nichols is or Emily McDowell? Does anyone stop to ask? No. Like, I look at it like there's a taxi cab, and when the light is on, you can get in. And when the light is off, you can't. And as long as you are on the earth, that light is on. And that's it. So you're either on this side of heaven or that side. It's not how old you are. It's are you on this side of heaven? Because if you're on this side of heaven, that taxi cab light is on. You need to be available to serve. And that's what it is. And you were able to claim, this is me. This is what I believe. And I love that that person said to you, you are well compensated. And you heard a voice go, who says that so? Because you're wrong. And look what you're creating. And now I heard that you have like coaching packages where you're charging hundreds of dollars and one-on-one sessions and heck yes. And you are a Canva expert. And I love that Rena said those words together. You were like, am I? Yes, you are, right? Like you do something well, you do it, you get yourself results. You got results for four other people in the program. Yes, correct. Now you can call yourself that. It's like, wow, just giving yourself the authority to do that. How much then starts to roll in because you say something out loud like that. Um, I think it's great that you're doing it messy and that you did that challenge. And I think it's great that you're just continuing to to let yourself try and iterate and see what's happening. But I, I mean, I I watched you take all of the action week after week. I can't believe you were in urgent care, and I have no doubt, considering what you've already gained in terms of confidence and in terms of an audience. I have no doubt that more and more people will continue to take you up on different offers, and a year from now, you will be miles from here. And I I just think it's so beautiful that it's exactly you with exactly the haircut with exactly this with the kid on camera and everything else. It's the best. It really is. And I'm, I just feel so, so blessed because I, I did used to feel like society does send out these messages that, that if you're not this age or when you get to a certain age, you know, you're has been or whatever. And I want to blow out all of those myths. I want to destroy them because it's not true. And I want to give people life and energy to know that they can do it till they die. Like you said, till the light, till the light on the taxi goes out. And I want to mention, too, that my, one of my best friends died um, from the virus, too, during this course, too. I mean, I experienced a lot of messiness, but people held me up, and I just felt that I could keep going, whereas in the past, you know, I've had a lot of medical issues, and I just kept giving up. And um, now I know I can keep going, make it messy, pivot 
do it my way and keep doing it. I don't have to follow other people's rules. And you, you gave us all permission. It was like you opened that door and said, come on in. You know, this is the place. Let's do it quick. Let's do it messy. Come on in. This is where it's happening. Yeah, you're definitely where it's happening. So tell everybody where they can find you and where they can get in on more of what you're putting in the world because it's so good. Pretty much a lot of things are midlife moneymaker. So if you look up midlife moneymaker on Facebook, I have a Facebook group, Midlife Moneymaker Society on Instagram. I'm Gail Keys Allen. There's two E's, K-E-Y-E-S. And midlifemoneymaker.com. Sign up for my newsletter. That's where I am. That's where it's happening. It's so great. And as everybody tells their story and shares what they offer, it's so obvious that there's room for all of it. I love it. Wow. What a finale, right? Gail, you're such fire. If you want to get in touch with her and find out how she can help you start living the life you deserve, you can find her website at midlifemoneymaker.com and we'll put all her info and the cool things she's offering in the show notes. Gail, you're amazing. We can't tell you how much we appreciate and love you. Okay, so that wraps up another epic round of success stories. Now here are the takeaways. Number one, the table is endless. There is always a seat for you. Number two, you deserve to tell your story, period. Number three, break through the ceiling and make it your new floor. Number four, trust the process and do the work. Number five, make space for the things that matter to you. Number six, no matter your age, step up, step out, and do your thing. And number seven, keep pivoting and showing up messy. You will find where you fit in. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I am so aware that there's a million things going on. There's so much for you to be doing. It means so much to me that you're here. We have more of these inspiring stories to share. So if you feel like this is inspiring or helping you, would you please go ahead and subscribe to the show and leave us a review. We're actually, every month we give away a scholarship to my program as well as some adorable swag. All you have to do is subscribe to the show, leave a review, send us a screenshot of your review, the subject line star to hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. And thank you for sharing the show with your friend. Go ahead and post about it on Instagram and tag a friend and say, guys, this show really will inspire you. And if you feel like it's inspiring, if you feel like this episode is inspiring, maybe you should just email this episode to somebody. Maybe it would actually have an impact, you know, you never know. So if you feel like this podcast has been really inspiring you and you've been meaning to share it, go ahead and share it. And if you're thinking, I want to be telling stories like Hannah or Gail or Nadine or Maddie, and you want to be having that experience and you want to be where they are 12 weeks from now, then make the choice and come join my program. Doors close tomorrow. They close Friday at midnight. You can sign up at madetodothis.com. For more info, or if you have any questions, you can DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller, or you can email hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. I love you guys. I'll leave you with a song of mine. Have an amazing weekend. Maybe I lost some battles and my cage got rattled, but not before. But I'll win this war. Hey, I came back fighting and now I know that nothing can hold me down anymore. I'll rewrite the rules, gonna make my move. I still got so much living left to do.
This is the 